Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Norton Rose Fulbright Regulation Tomorrow podcast, where we explore developments in risk and regulation in the financial services sector. My name is Joe Bamford, and I'm a senior associate in the financial services team in London, and I'm joined by my colleague Ian Hawthorne, who is a senior manager in our risk consulting practice. In this podcast, we will be focusing on some of the key highlights from the FCA's policy statement and finalised non-handbook guidance on the consumer duty, which was published on the 27th of July. In our view, two of the key takeaways from the policy statement are the FCA's views on the implementation period and the enhanced requirements on boards, senior management and firm governance arrangements. As such, this podcast is intended to focus on these points, but we will be putting out further podcasts in due course to discuss some of the other revisions and clarifications that the FCA have made to their consumer duty proposals since the last consultation paper. In our view, the consumer duty represents a real step change for firms in how they are expected to treat retail customers and is arguably the most significant change to retail financial services in the UK in a decade. It aims to set higher and clearer standards of consumer protection across financial services and requires firms to put their customers' needs first. This means that consumers should receive communications that they can understand, products and services that meet their needs and that offer fair value, and that they get the customer support they need when they need it. Now, Ian, many clients will have followed and indeed responded to the FCA's two prior consultations on the consumer duty. But the policy statement, which sets out the final rules now and its accompanying finalised guidance, includes some important changes that firms should be aware of. Are you able to summarise the key headlines from the policy statement? Thanks, Joe. And sure. So uh, firstly, from a structural perspective, the FCA has broadly retained the consumer duty proposals as consulted on. The consumer principle to act to deliver good outcomes for retail customers, the three cross-cutting rules, firms must act in good faith, avoid foreseeable harm, and enable and support customers to pursue their financial objectives, and the four outcomes, design of products and services, price and value, consumer understanding, and consumer support all remain in place in the final rules. There are some important points of clarification that the FCA has published within its rules and finalised guidance, which, as you flagged, Joe, we will We'll focus on in future podcasts around areas such as updated guidance on good faith and foreseeable harm, the application of the consumer duty to wholesale firms, and enhanced rules requiring notification to the FCA of non-compliance across the distribution chain, amongst others. Now, one of the most significant changes for firms to be aware of, however, is the timetable for implementing the consumer duty. This was something that many firms and trade bodies had concerns around following the December 2021 consultation, in which the FCA had proposed a nine-month timetable for implementation by the 30th of April 2023. Now, in the policy statement, whilst the FCA has made clear that it wants the consumer duty to be implemented as soon as possible, it has acknowledged the degree of change required at firms, and this has therefore adopted a phased implementation approach. So firms will need to apply the consumer duty to new and existing products and services that are open to sale or renewal by the 31st of July 2023, so 12 months from the date of the policy statement. And firms will have until the 31st of July 2024 to apply the consumer duty to products and services held in closed books. Now, whilst that is a positive news story for firms across the industry at a headline level, 
The policy statement includes some challenging interim milestones that the FCA expects firms to meet in the run-up to the 31st of July 2023. Yeah, that's exactly right, Ian. I mean, the FCA have made clear that in the run-up to uh, the end of July 2023, it expects firms to have taken a number of steps. I mean, most notably, you've got by the 31st of October 2022, so in just three months' time from the date of the uh, policy statement, that firms' boards will need to have agreed their implementation plans and be able to evidence how that they've scrutinised and challenged those plans to ensure they are deliverable and robust enough to meet the new standards. I mean, firms need to be also be aware that the FCA may ask them to provide their implementation plans, these board papers and any minutes to their supervisors as part of the FCA's programme of pre-implementation work that has been trailed in the policy statement. So there's obviously some immediate steps for firms really to get on with. I mean, even then, uh, before the 31st of July, by the 30th of April 2023, so the original uh, implementation date, the FCA expect that all manufacturers should have completed their reviews necessary to meet the four outcome rules for their existing open sale products and services so that by this date they can both share information with distributors to allow them to meet their obligations under the duty so in respect of price and value and the products and services outcome and also to identify where changes need to be made to their products and then to implement those ahead of the full implementation date in July 2023. These interim milestones are challenging and manufacturers and distributors will have to work closely together to ensure they can be met in good time with oversight from their respective boards. Importantly, where firms do not expect to be able to meet the implementation deadline, the FCA has made it clear that it expects to be notified under CELT 15. In addition to this, the FCA has expect, said that it expects firms to notify them under Principle 11 if they are considering withdrawing or restricting access to products or services in a way that will have a significant impact on vulnerable customers or overall market supply as a result of their implementation plans. And just to round out on the timetable, at the end of the implementation period, boards should assure themselves that their firm is complying with their obligations under the consumer duty and ensure that the firm has identified any potential gaps or weaknesses and the actions required to remedy these. As you can see, the role played by a firm's board will be important in any firm's implementation projects, and this is something that is built on more broadly by the FCA in its final rules. So the role of boards, good governance and strong culture are key themes running through the policy statement. Ian, are you able to touch on some of the key highlights in this regard? Sure. So firstly, the FCA has made clear that it expects firms to have a champion at board level, ideally a non-executive director who, along with the chair and CEO, ensures that the consumer duty is being discussed regularly and raised in all relevant discussions. This is important not only to ensure momentum against the key interim milestones in the run-up to implementation that you touched on, Joe, but also that the FCA is likely to ask for evidence as to how they are overseeing implementation in practice. More broadly, the FCA has recognised that the benefits of the consumer duty will only be delivered by firms that make lasting changes to their culture, behaviours and processes. And this needs to be driven from the top with strong senior championing and oversight from boards. To this end, the FCA has introduced new requirements that the consumer duty should be reflected in firms' strategies, governance, leadership and people policies, including incentives at all levels to ensure the right behaviours are promoted amongst staff. 
The role of incentives, pay and bonus will also be important in helping to ensure the right culture and behaviours are embedded within an organisation to deliver the consumer duty. Just to round off on a couple of other important points on the theme of governance, boards will be required to consider and sign off a report on whether the firm has complied with the consumer duty annually, as raised in the December consultation. It is likely the FCA will ask firms to provide copies of this report as part of its ongoing supervisory work, along with other management information and reporting that demonstrates the outcomes being delivered to retail customers. And at an individual level, senior managers will be accountable for delivering good consumer outcomes within their areas of responsibility in line with the SMNTR duty of responsibility and the conduct rules, including new conduct rule six, which mirrors the new consumer principle to act to deliver good outcomes for retail customers. It will be important for firms to clearly define what these requirements look like in practice and ensure senior manager and relevant certified staff are trained on their obligations in this regard. Now, having focused on some of the bigger picture items in terms of the structure of the consumer duty, implementation timetable and expectations in respect of the roles of boards and good governance, Joe, what would you say are the key next steps for firms in respect of progressing implementation? Thanks, Ian. So I think many firms will have established project teams and draft plans for implementing the consumer duty already. Uh, but now there's greater clarity on the final rules, the final implementation dates and the interim milestones that have been set by the FCA. Firms should really be prioritising, formalising and agreeing these plans in advance of the end of October 2022 interim milestone for boards which need to then have agreed their implementation plans. Uh, firms will need to ensure that there's an appropriate audit trail of the scrutiny of these plans, which was recorded in a format that could be easily provided to the FCA if requested. In our view, the most important tasks that form part of this immediate next step for firms include establishing a robust consumer duty implementation and governance, which is overseen by the board, identifying and mapping key stakeholders within and outside of the business that need to be consulted or involved in the implementation effort, identifying which products and services are in scope of the consumer duty, which will include flagging which implementation deadline applies to which products and services, given the differences between existing and closed book products, developing a clear framework for products and service reviews, including an assessment of fair value, and then for manufacturers, it will involve planning a prioritised schedule of products and service reviews ahead of the 30th of April 2023 interim deadline and working closely with distributor partners to ensure that they have access to the necessary information they require to take any actions from a distribution perspective in advance of the 31st of July 2023. The next three months will therefore be critical for firms to map out, agree and commence the necessary implementation activities. And so there will be considerable pressure on firms to dedicate the necessary resources to do so at pace in order to meet the FCA's expectations. We'll pause there for this session, but do stay tuned for further bite-sized sessions on key themes arising from the policy statement and finalised guidance that will be published over the week, coming weeks and months. In the meantime, if you want further information and insight on the FCA's new policy statement on the consumer duty, please head over to our Regulation Tomorrow website where you can find our blog on the policy statement and which includes an overview of the key points and changes that the FCA have made to their proposals since the last consultation paper. Many thanks for your time and we look forward to providing you with further insights on the consumer duty proposals in due course.